Morena, Talofa Lava, and welcome to the Pacific Morning Show with your hosts, Bear, Ryan, and of course, our beautiful Hannah. Our show has gone through um, a bit of a change recently to make sure we are giving you the very best Pacifica news, conversation, and information. Uh, broadcasting every Monday, we aim to start your day with positivity through thought-provoking conversations and information that will set your week off right. Um, so first up, we're going to dive into our talk of the day, um, which is topic of conversation, <laughs> T-O-C. like that? T-O-C. Talk of the day. Talk of the day. <laughs> um, but guys, how have you been? It's good to be back. It's been a while, so I'm mm. feeling very good. Yeah. Very excited for what we have in store for our viewers. Yeah, uh, we've done a lot of planning. We've done a lot of work. We've been work. All of three of us have been working tirelessly on this. So we're hoping to present, you know, what yeah. we have in store for you guys. Mm. Mm. Um, today, uh, this morning, I do have uh, my headline, which is, well, would, wouldn't call it a headline, but more information uh, to help a Pacifica community. Um, but it's a, a Kainga order, homes and communities. Uh, uh, initiative, um, which is uh, designing Pacifica styled homes um, that suits us. You know, we all know that um, our Pacifica families uh, need slight uh, changes uh, to what is it? Because it's different, eh? Mm. Our families require bigger rooms yeah. um, and it needs to be designed to fit our bigger families, um, mm. which is a lot different to your standard home in New Zealand. So um, it is important that um, the Talanoa has uh, started earlier on this new uh, the year and there's been a number of Talanoas where they are learning about things um, to make changes in um, our, our homes. And this is an ar architect um, by the name of Lama Tone. So... They are going to continue to finalise uh, the designs, but please, if you want to contribute um, to the Talanoa, the Talanoa, the, the feedback <laughs> online, uh, head over to mangeredevelopment.co.nz um, slash modernising Pacifica homes. You know, I really think it's important because only we know what we need in our homes and mm. what is important uh, to run our everyday uh, family lives. But mm. yeah, mm. I'm looking forward to this actually. Mm. Um, yeah, my talk of the day uh, is a news piece that came out in Etangata, which is mm. the online news platform for Tangata Pacifica. Yep. Um, so this article was talking about the name of the Cook Islands. Oh, so this cool. person, Liam Kokawa, he spoke to a, a, one of the reporters, Tewila Fuatai, about um, his intention or that he wants the Cook Islanders to start thinking about mm. changing their name. And it's really interesting that this conversation has happened over and over. Um, just for some background information, the Cook Islands was named by a Russian cartographer mm -hmm. uh, in the honor of the Captain James Cook. Um, oh. And funnily enough, the man himself only stepped on one of the smaller islands twice. He, d he hasn't even reached... Uh, the true colonizer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so... It's and like another funny fact about this is, and this comes straight from the article is that mm. Niue was once considered a part of the one Cook of those islands. islands. Yeah, one of yeah. Those. the biggest one. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's really it's really interesting that the the conversation around the name mm. change for the Cook Islands um, it stems back to going back to like 1994. Uh, the then Prime Minister wanted to set a referendum to change the name, mm. um, but surprisingly, only 30% of people supported it. Oh. And it's it's you'd think that 
uh, Pacific Islanders especially, would uh, waste no time in shedding their colonial name. Yeah. Mm. Um, but the Islanders, they really, they're really attached to it. Um, right. A lot of them have cited that this is the name that they grew up with. Mm. So why bother changing it? Mm. Um, more recently, in about 2019, 2020, um, <coughs> they had another, the, the conversation sparked up again yep. to change the name. And again, um, the diaspora living away from the island gave them a bit of backlash. Mm. Said that this is the name that we have grown up with. That's so interesting. Mm. Yeah. It is. Like, yeah. why would we change the name? And, like, in in the kind of attitude where a lot of countries are looking at changing their names, New Zealand, um, yeah. mm. the use of Aotearoa has become a lot more um, common. Mm. Yeah. And that's trying to get rid of the colonial past. Yeah. yeah. And, like, there's a lot of African countries that have shared their, their um, colonial names. Um Tuvalu, I think mm. I I will have to reconfirm yes. that. Yep. Um, they recently changed their name mm. away from their colonial name. Mm. So the Cook Islands, why don't the people want to change it? Yeah, like that's super interesting. Um, and like I want to extend this question out to any of our viewers who are of Cook Island descent, or yeah, um, do you support the name change? Do you think yeah. the, the name should change? Mm. One of the suggestions was from the referendum would be that the name would be changed to Avaiki Nui. Mm. And Avaiki. I don't know about you, but that sounds really cool. I <laughs> yeah. think that's Avaiki. Um, Avaiki meaning homeland and Nui meaning like vast. So yeah, the yeah. vast homeland, which really characterizes the Cook Islands as a nation. Avaiki. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you do support the name change, let us know. Comment yeah. comment below mm. and we'd like to hear from you. Yeah, no, that's super interesting. Is, hey. mm. Honestly, If I had the chance to change like a colonial name to a Pacific name or something that relates more to the people, I would definitely do it. But that's just me. Yeah. That's just me. But I also get the sense of um, why people wouldn't want to change it because they've grew up on it. Yeah. I think that's There's an attachment to it. It's eh? an attachment. And then you think, oh, but we grew up on it. Because I, I get like that sometimes. But we grew up, this is, this is home. This is where we created our memories. But again, it could also... Um, Add value to the next generation as well, yeah, um, changing yeah. the name as well. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, so my uh, talk of the day today is Tuli Takes Flight. So just mm. to give this a bit of context, you know, between the years of 1974 and 1976 in New Zealand, there was a series of rigorous immigration policies, very racist policies that were carried out and approved by the New Zealand government um, that resulted in targeted raids on the home of Pacifica families. So these raids had an objective. It was to find, convict, and deport overstayers. Yeah. So uh, these raids often took place very early in the morning or very late at night. So uh, police officers would bust through, you know, Pacifica people's homes. They were literally like sleeping. Mm -hmm. Their kids were sleeping with guns and mm -hmm. there'd be flashlights in people's faces. Um, and they would uh, traumatize a lot of Pacifica families. So... This happened in the 70s. Fast forward uh, to today in 2021. Uh, the New Zealand government officially acknowledged that the raids were racist and wrong after nearly five decades, which is a long time. Mm. So um, with, with acknowledging that the dawn raids were racist, um, there was an entire ifonga. Uh, Blue Wave was there. Um, yes. You know, Jacinda was under yep. the mat. There was an entire ceremony. Songs were shared. And also, um, Pacifica communities were awarded with the Tuli Takes Flight scholarships, 
which you may be eligible for if you are of Pacifica descent. So, um, you know, if you're a, a mother who's been working and who wants to go back to study, or if you're just a student who wants to return, there is a great opportunity for you to apply for a scholarship. There's 30 to be awarded, um, valued at 10 to 30,000 for study commencing in 2023. So applications for that has opened on Monday the 17th of October and they close on the 15th of November. So remember to check them out. Mm. They It is the Tuli Text flight on the Ministry of Education website. So make sure to get your application in if you are interested in studying and uh, you know pursuing your career. Applications close on Tuesday the 15th of November at 5 p.m. Mm, no, that's awesome. And, and it's good to see uh, the government, um, you know, put something in place um, mm. because, you know, I mean, I know it was a long time ago, but it's, no, it's good to see some kind of movement um, just in regards to that. Um, but guys, I have, I do have a quote uh, this morning. Uh, the quote is from a person called um, uh, Wendell Phillips. Yeah. He was... Um, he was an advocate for abolishing slavery. He did have, an, have a promising uh, political career, uh, but gave that all up because at the time he was an abolitionist. Um, but uh, the quote goes, the greatest praise government can win is that its citizens know their rights and maintain them. Mm. Mm. That, and it's a really interesting quote, yeah. especially considering the time in which he lived mm. um, a time where slavery was rife in the, yeah. in the Americas um, that a lot of people needed to know their rights yeah. in order to be able to survive yeah. um, in order to be able to not get arrested not get um, mm. pushed out yes. like they needed to know their rights and it, what it definitely is the responsibility of the government to make sure that their people know what their rights are to hold them accountable mm. that's yeah. the system of a public of, of public office mm. um, and that goes to today's uh, like political atmosphere a lot of people don't know their rights yeah. a lot of people don't even vote a lot of people don't care about politics they don't care about no. the, the effect that politics has on them mm. and the influence that they could have on politics they they just don't know so does that mean that our government and our local governments have are failing. Mm. Like, are they not doing their job correctly to make sure that our civics education is where it should be, mm. and that our people are politically comp competent yeah. to be able to know their rights? That's a yeah. really good point. Um, you bring it, Ryan, because you know, looking at the Pacifica voter turnout yeah. in the mm. last uh, local board and um, local government elections, it was very poor. Yeah, uh, from our Pacifica people, I think we had like. That was one of the lowest uh, voter turnouts. Mm. It was one in five people that voted. Shucks. So one in every five people are making the decision for the rest of Auckland, mm. which is very concerning. And, you know, that quite, oh, that quite, sorry, that quote mm. is really fitting because, um, you know, he says the greatest praise government can win is that citizens know their rights and maintain them. Mm. I don't think I could confidently say that, um, you know, for Pacifica communities yeah. in New Zealand specifically, that's something we can say confidently mm. and agree with. There's a lot of work that needs to be yeah. done, um, which also means that there's a lot of opportunity um, that is presented for us to learn about, you know, our local government elections, mm. yeah. um, even our central government elections and mm -hmm. what that means for us, how we can contribute and um, valuing our place in society mm. and things like that. So um, definitely New Zealand, we have a lot of work to do, especially our Pacific communities. We need to be more active. Yes. And um, yeah, 
and know that our, our, our votes matter. Yeah. Uh, mm. Because, you know, I agree. I mean, it does. It does. I mean, like, just hearing that, um, Hannah, you know, mm. I'm actually quite, I was actually quite disappointed, but more so now that when you see the numbers, you know, one and five, that's quite disgusting. Mm. You know, I'm mm. really, really disgusted at that. Our Pacifica community are quite vocal, you know, and we are the first to complain and highlight yeah. issues on Facebook. You know, we're the first ones to pass judgment, you know, put comments, um, you know, on, on a feed. But yet we can't actually translate that in votes. And, you know, the reason why I'm saying, like, how disgusted I am, I mean, we are forever standing in queues at places like Costco. And I'm talking about hundreds waiting there for hours mm. just to be served or just to check out a new place. And this goes to, um, as well, um, Krispy Kreme. The new Krispy Kreme uh, outlet was placed, um, you know, a very unhealthy outlet. And, I'm, you know, I'm not saying, you know, in moderation, yeah. um, but was placed in uh, South Auckland. And there were queues there were days where our people, our Pacifica community, would be in these queues for hours, patient mm. to wait for a product. And, I mean, can we not then translate that type of, that same energy, that same yeah. passion, into just kind of getting ourselves out there to vote? Because our votes compared to standing in a line, that Absolutely. is going to impact and add so much more value to our community, to our families, than it will be to stand in a line like at Costco's. Right. Mm. Or And it just brings to mind um, during COVID, remember when COVID yeah. finished? Mm. And all our families just lined outside KFC for mm. hours just to get their KFC fixed. And, you know, I totally get where you're coming from on that. But so the question remains, you know, why are Pacifica people not voting? I like know. Like you mentioned, we can make our way out to these... Yep events into these big openings yep. of like um consumerism but is it because we don't care do we care i know Why? do we care yeah do we care so is voting even important for us so yeah, yeah, no, uh, but you know the thing is, is the th the reason why I know that it's important to our bus people. I mean, definitely, I believe there's a lack of understanding. Mm. You know, there is, but at the same time, in saying that, that we there's a lack of understanding. When you don't understand something that we want to learn more about, what do we do? We seek help, mm. or we research, or we do something. So when it's something that we want to do, we f we go out there and seek and look for for help, or mm. you know, um, we ruffle feathers when we need something done. Right? Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. the same thing with voting. It's so important. But in saying that, do we care? And I think our generally our Pacifica people care. And I'm and I'm talking um, mainly just around uh, the recent election that's happened in Samoa, which mm. um, globally it went global with how our Samoan community rallied behind each other because they knew how it would affect them directly. Yeah. So I know that our people are genuinely, you know, they're, they're well educated just in, re in regards to, you know, um, how the, our votes could make a uh, direct impact. Mm. So why is it then, is it maybe that there's just a lack of understanding here in New Zealand? Mm. But I really, really think um, there's definitely, um, they do care. Um, but, yeah, it's just unfortunate yeah. that there's just no sense of connection. Like, and I, I just off, of, off the back of that, yeah, there's no understanding. Mm. They don't know. Yeah. Like, people don't know what goes on in 
the the top the top rank yeah. the top ranks, um, and I'll I'll go to, I'll go into it straight mm-hmm. off. Blue Wave Ngalumoana. We are focused on providing digital solutions for our Pacific people. With a creative team that incorporates Pacifica values and cultures, there are no limitations. We offer a variety of digital media solutions that cater to Pacific peoples. With over 10 years experience in graphic design and photography, we take pride in creating art with a Pacific focus. We also specialize in filming, editing, and live streaming. A digital media company serving our Pacifica families, Pacifica businesses, and Pacifica communities. Blue Wave Ngalumuana. Live and breathe Pacific. is really important mm-hmm. and I want to take uh, a little bit of time to go into our, cou- our Auckland Council. Yep. Um, this might not be true for all local local councils mm-hmm. but definitely for the Auckland Council which has the highest uh, Pacifica population. Um, it's important that we know how it works mm. and so I'll go into it. So the Auckland Council works by we have a governing body which has our mayor which is currently Wayne Brown mm. um, our deputy mayor Desley Simpson our councillors, um, the three Pacifica councillors, you've got Al Filipina and Lotsufuli that are Manukau Ward councillors, and you've got uh, Josephine Bartley, who's the councillor for Maungakeke. Mm. Um, so these are the people that, they, they, they're the ones that set the rates. So for homeowners, that's interesting for you because yeah. they're the ones who decide how much you pay mm. um, and how much you have to give. They also govern the CCOs. They, they are, the CCOs are the council-controlled organizations. Mm. This is water care. That, that's our, our storm water, our drinking water, our drain water. Mm. Um, we also have Auckland Transport, yep. public transport. Uh, the, the rates that people pay for charges on parking, that, is all, that all comes down to the council-controlled organizations. And these are the people that are the ones that control them. Yep. So they decide, they make decisions on how these CCOs operate, um, which is why, which a lot, a lot of people know that the councillors that we vote in are the ones that are the ones setting the the plans for these organisations. Um, and locally, we have the local boards, which you might have seen a lot of recently yep. um, with the recent elections that have come out, with mm. the politicians coming out every three years. Right. Um, they're the ones that are meant to advocate for the local community. So you've got, uh, I can't remember exactly how much local boards there are, um, but essentially in every little community, there's a local board yep. that is set to uh, represent you and your values. Um, recently, we had a few Manurewa local board candidates come through to our show. And they, they were complaining that um, 
Manurewa didn't have enough representation for them. Mm. And that means that the people that are, like the Pacific people, that aren't being represented on the board, mm. their values aren't being shared to the plan yep. for the community. Um, whenever the governing body make decisions that concern the local communities, mm. the local boards are the ones that are meant to advocate for them. Yep. So if you're not voting, if you're not deciding who is on these boards, then you essentially are locked out of that conversation. Mm. Anything that the, the governing body decides to do, if they, if they decide to set your rates higher, then right. and you haven't voted in the people you want on your local board, mm. then you don't have a voice. Mm. You don't have an advocate for yeah. you or your values. You have people that would that would represent others in your community that might be able to uh, t that might be able to tackle higher rates, mm. but you can't. Yeah. But you didn't vote. Yeah. Exactly. So it's mm. yeah, and like these, the local board uh, representatives are also important because mm. these are the people that manage and make local decisions about the parks, yeah, uh, community programs, local events, your fees and charges. They oversee your public facilities. Mm. So if you if you are a huge users of your public pool, of your public library, of your public parks, these are the people that are the managers of that. So if those things aren't up to standard, these are the people you hold to account. Yeah. And if you if you think that the library is really important, that the library should have a lot of investment to it, mm. but you're not voting and other people are voting to for, to put people on to improve the parks instead, mm. then yeah. the library remains as it is. Yeah. You yeah. don't see any improvement because you're not putting your your vote in there to influence how the local uh, board make their decisions. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you. And, you know, growing up, uh, I was born and raised in Mangele. Mm. And uh, the library was kind of like where we used to walk. Mm. My mom would tell us, wait there. When I finish work, yeah. I'll come pick you guys up. So me and my siblings, yeah, let's go to the library. Yeah. So it was a place that we use often. Like yeah. every after school would be there. So I can definitely see where you're coming from mm. on the importance of these yeah. things. Because for working moms who, you know, they use public facilities a lot. In the holidays, mom, we want to do something. And, you know, people in low economic, socio, like low socioeconomic communities yeah. don't have that much budget. Yeah. So they're like, hey, everyone, pack your bags. We're going to the pools and we're mm. just going to have like... A picnic mm. there or something like that. So these things are actually really important, especially to at-risk communities. Mm. So um, another thing I also noted for with what you said mm -hmm. was um, how council makes their money, which mm. is quite interesting yeah. um, to me in regards to Pacifica uh, community. So um, they make a lot of their money through um, general rates. Mm. That's not only homeowners, that's business owners as well, so commercial properties. But more than half of their operating revenue comes from water charges, public transport fares, uh, consenting fees, um, central government subsidies, and also from contributions from developers. So the Pacifica home ownership yeah. rate is very low. Mm. Like I think we're sitting between, um, I probably need to fact check this, but quote me, it's somewhere between 18% and 21%. Yep. And we're one of the lowest, uh, one of the communities with the lowest, like we don't own many homes. Mm. And, you know, those conversations about rates, home loans, don't really start unless you have a home. Mm. And um, which may be part of the reason why um, Pacifica communities don't really vote. Because, yeah. you know, rates mm. is not um, really something that's discussed at the dinner table. Yeah. And neither yeah. is politics. Like, yeah. politics is not something. Yeah. yeah and mm. off the back of that, if our home ownership is so low, 
then that must mean a lot of our Pacifica families are renting. Mm. And like from what I know from personal experience, mm. um, a lot of renters don't stay in the same home for yep. a long time. Yep. Yeah. Um, rental contracts aren't that long in a lot of um, a lot of places. So that then sets that they're not they don't have that sense of belonging to mm. the communities that they live in. Absolutely. If they're not owning homes in those communities. Mm. If they're having to move around, why should they care? Yeah. Who's on the local board or who like who is representing that community. Just yeah. busy trying to survive really. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And renting is very risky. Like mm. if the homeowner just decides I want to sell that's yep. it. You're out and you have to be like, holy crap, I have to find a new house yeah. in four weeks. Yeah. Move all of this in four weeks. Yeah. Mm. Shucks. Just thinking about that. Um, yeah, so, and like, as the only homeowner on this table, I wanted to ask you, like, does your family, ha do they have these conversations about the rates? Do they know where the rates go with their local government? You know, uh, you know I've put an interesting conversation just in regards to that, because to be honest, it never, ever uh, came to mind, or we've never discussed it. And sadly, um, I think it's because we've just never, uh, we were never really uh, well educated just in regards to the rates and how our rates could potentially affect um, how, you know, our community. Mm. And, you know, when we purchased our home, I was quite young. You know, my sister and I were, you're looking at 19 and 20. Um, and now I'm in my 30s and I'm just kind of like looking at it going, shucks, you know. Imagine, had I known, I would make sure that um, we would have regular conversations um, just so that we can um, educate ourselves, mm -hmm. but also um, our families, just so that we can get a proper, you know, reflection on, you know, where we're at at the stage. Because now that I'm looking at it and I've just been sitting here just listening to the rates and how it does affect um, our community, now I'm just sitting here quite annoyed that I'm, I didn't, um, you know, get myself well educated about it because now I could potentially, well, I am paying the same rate as investors in our community who own 50-something homes mm. and who have the money and who have, you know, the funds to pay that high rate or mm. that rate. Mm -hmm. And why should I then pay the same amount? Because I'm, you know, um, but yeah, I'm quite annoyed at myself that we haven't, um, you know, been well educated just in regards to um, whether my rate and how we fit into the plan. Yeah. Because we don't, by the sounds of it, 17 or 18 to 21% is quite low. Mm. We don't fit in their plan, mm. but the developers do. And that's why from every every time that there's a meeting, these developers are in there scooping up uh, the, either the best rates or high rates so that, you know, whatever it is, so it suits them, which is a bit, you know, ultimately their business, um, extra money for them. So, um, shucks, what an eye-opener, right? Mm. Uh, I think for me, and, and just going off um, what you're saying, uh, just the sense of uh, connection back to our community, mm. you're absolutely right. Um, when we, we've only just moved one once um i mean since i've known i mean with my mom and dad my parents they've moved probably uh three three times and the third time here um in manurewa which which is now our home we do have a sense of connection back to community um to our manurewa community we do uh, we are familiar with our surroundings however um there's a lot of work we need to be well educated. We need to connect more with the local board, but um, I think it's you know we've 
experienced it with the the fast um, as government as well. Our Samoan community do feel a sense of connection back home mm, yeah. because that's their land. Mm. And if they don't have a say with the government, the current government in Samoa, they could potentially then um, make that decision on behalf of anyone who reside outside of um you know, Samoa. Mm. And I think we need to apply that same formula mm. uh, to our voting system here in New Zealand. And I think even though it doesn't directly affect you um, now because you're not a homeowner, I still think it's important to vote. Yeah. <coughs> Just that sense of con connection, right? Mm. Yeah, mm. and I, I totally agree with you. And um, I think, you know, behind all of this conversation about home ownership, um, there needs to be a strong foundation of uh, supporting strong, resilient Pacifica communities yep. to get into homes. Mm -hmm. Bro, the, the dream, the, the New Zealand dream, right? Buy your first home. Yeah. It's like million dollar home, what it looks like here does not look like a million dollar home of what it looks like in Texas, America. Mm. In America, yeah. you're looking at a mansion and here you're looking at a nice two to three bedroom house. <laughs> in Ponsonby. <laughs> <laughs> With a small front yard and With a, a small, small backyard. Exactly. And um, you may be lucky if you get a parking space. Yeah. Mm. So um, it's very hard in the New Zealand market um, mm. to own your own home. And so that's why we have amazing initiatives such as Kainga Order, which mm. um, we covered in our headlines this morning to help us Vika people. Um, and also uh, people who haven't had their first home yet get into their first homes. Yeah which is super important, but I think there needs to be more support on building um, resilient Pacifica communities. And also your vote does count. Yes. Like mm -hmm. you, like it literally counts. Like you can have a say um, in how the, um, you know, in the rates um, and also um, what happens to your parks, your pools, mm. um, how much you're paying for public transport, even your speeding ticket. I know I've got a few speeding <laughs> tickets and they're pretty expensive to be honest. Like you, can't, mm. you can't just fork out 200 like randomly, mm. but um, I think it's uh, really important yep. that um, Pacifica communities understand that their vote definitely does count. Mm. 100. And like off the back of that, you are voting to set the direction that you want our communities to go towards. Mm. Um, because our local government set like long-term plans yep. as well. Um, there's an Auckland plan, there's a unitary plan. Mm. Uh, if you want to read them, they're on the Auckland Council website. Yep. Um, but essentially these plans are like 10, 20, 30 years, yes. yeah. 30 yes. year plans. If you haven't been part of the conversation at yes. the start, you're going to get to year 20 and be like, wait, what wait, happened? Yeah. yeah, what happened? Why, why wasn't I consulted about exactly. this? Exactly. Mm. But you got the, that's why we as a community need to start uh, researching, being yes. a bit more aware, being mm. a bit more, um, what's the word, involved mm. in the way our local communities are managed. Hard out. And be also part of the plan. Yeah. Be part of the plan. Yeah. And like on a micro level, we need to start normalizing conversations like about finances. Yes. yes. Like it's okay to talk about money. Like it's okay if you're with Bacorp. <laughs> <laughs> like it's okay. Like seriously. Yep. And take the shame yep. away from talking about your finances because these are the conversations that will lead you to owning a home mm. and having that sense of community and belonging in a society. Mm. So these are the, the, there's a lot of things we yeah. need to work on. Yeah. And if anything, I don't see this as a problem. I see it as an opportunity yes. for our community players to come in yes. and solve, mm. which is awesome. Mm. Love it. Guys, be part of the plan, guys. Be part of it. It's important. And it also reminds me of an episode that we had mm. um, a few weeks back with um, 
with Licky. Shout out to Licky. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. Um, and he shared with us a very valuable quote. And it was, if you're not at the table, if you're not at the table, you're what's on the menu. Mm. You don't want to be on the menu, guys. Yeah. So make sure your vote is literally an entryway onto that table. And make sure that you're making decisions for your family and for your community. Blue Wave Ngalumoana. We are focused on providing digital solutions for our Pacific people. With a creative team that incorporates Pacifica values and cultures, there are no limitations. We offer a variety of digital media solutions that cater to Pacific peoples. With over 10 years experience in graphic design and photography, we take pride in creating art with a Pacific focus. We also specialize in filming, editing, and live streaming. A digital media company serving our Basifika families, Basifika businesses, and Basifika communities. Blue Wave Ngalumoana. Live and breathe Pacific. Introducing Fale Andrew Lesar, who won in the recent Manurewa local board election and is the first Pacific person to actually sit on the board, is on our show today to discuss many of the issues that lie within our Pacifica community and voting. How are you this morning, Andrew? Very well, thanks. Loving my new shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we're honestly so honored to have you on. And we have quite a few questions here for you because we're quite interested, um, especially with the recent elections that went and uh, with the turnout in Pacifica, you know, voting. Mm. It turned out there was a really low turnout and um, we're very curious mm. as to why those numbers are there. So um, we just wanted to ask you, could you describe your role as a local board member and your responsibilities as you're aware? So what's it mm. like in the, in the day of you? What's it like? What does a typical day look like for you? I am actually sworn in tonight, so I still don't know quite what it looks like yet. But basically, my job is to put the local and local government and to make sure that Manudewa is heard, not only in Manudewa, but across the region. It's a super city now, so Manudewa's interests can be left behind if we're not a strong mm. and united local mm. board. So our job is to make sure that we're organized and that we're strategic, mm. that we're influential where it matters most, which is in downtown Auckland, where those decisions about budget allocation and priorities are being decided without us. And so, right. the, you know, the louder we are and the more um, powerful we are, I guess, um, the more they'll notice us and the mm. more they'll listen. Mm. Far out, man. Yeah. Already powerful this morning. Um, and first of all, I just want to say congratulations. And I'm super excited because um, I get to have uh, a closer look into Manurewa as well because I reside in Manurewa. <laughs> nice. um, but uh, please... You know, as someone that um, who's gone through the entire process of local elections and has come out successful, you can see a lot of uh, our Pacifica people share a common thought um, that their individual votes 
don't matter. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? It's probably true because I'm the only Pacific person on the local board, even mm. though 36% of Manilewa is Pacifica. So mm. there is a perception that, you know, our people are not there. They do not see themselves on the local board yet. Mm. And so they don't see their vote as being powerful or important or meaningful. And so my job is to make sure that those perceptions change over the next three years and to, mm. you know, make sure that more Pacific candidates run and that more Pacific candidates win. You know, it's, just, it's so important that we have Pacific outcomes on that table and that those outcomes are being measured and tracked for success. What areas do you think we could improve on to kind of let our Pacific people know that their voices can be heard and that they can make a difference? Mm. It's interesting you say that because during the campaign, you know, the campaign, the election was everywhere. It was on social media, it was on Pacific radio, it was on the television, it was everywhere. Our mm. signs were everywhere. You can't say you didn't know that there was yes. an election happening. Mm. Everyone knew that there was an election yeah. going on. Mm. They decided not to vote. Mm. And the reason is why? Is it because they don't care? Is it because they think their vote doesn't matter? Is it because, you know, they think politics is dirty and tainted and ungodly? There are so many reasons as to why people don't vote. Mm. And, um, yeah... Yeah, We're still wrestling with that right mm. now. Yeah. And just to elaborate on that question, are there any? Have you thought of any ways to collect data as to why people are not caring to vote mm. um, moving <coughs> forward? Because that would be really important, right? Yeah. So mm. they did a, a local government review recently to decide. Um, how to go forward because you know the current system is clearly not working mm. anymore most people don't check their mail all their mm. mail comes via email now so mm. how often do we even check the mailbox a lot of people just don't have that um, in the back of their minds anymore so filling it in and then taking it where because postal boxes have disappeared outside yeah. your dairies so it's getting harder to post them back now so you know that model is outdated and irrelevant mm. now and so we do need to move with the times and look at things like online voting whether mm. you can text your vote back whether you can <laughs> yeah. do some kind of you know if you know innovative things yeah, yeah i agree yeah and also um you know have you discussed it with the other local board members who won as well um yeah. what's the general attitude around low pacifica votes yeah the consensus is the same across the whole of south auckland and i think mm. it's very similar for our pacifica people in west auckland as well that people just either don't care or don't see it as important to them mm. or it's it's quite sad uh yeah. But, you, you know, generally, though, there's quite a lot of Pacific representation in places like Mangui, Otahuhu, you know, Henderson, Avondale. So we are represented quite strongly in other areas. It's only Manurewa that's really lagging behind. Mm. And so mm. we really need to pick it up and, and do better. Interesting. Yeah. You, you mentioned that, yeah, like, I agree with you that everyone knew that there was an election going on. Mm. Because the signs are everywhere. Yeah. But um, uh, is there, do you think there would be a strategy going forward to improve that because mm. i know driving through you can see the signs you know there's an election <laughs> yeah but it's like oh i don't really know what these people exactly are doing. Yeah. What yeah. These people stand for yeah like is there a strategy going forward especially for more people that are going to stand up to to stand for the local board mm. In terms of like media engagement. Or mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. I remember when the, the voting papers came out mm -hmm. and we got like a booklet for the bios of all the candidates and it was like as thick as a phone book. Mm -hmm. And I was like, nobody's going to read that. Yeah. It's too long. It's too boring. Most people don't care. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so what we need to do with this strategy is convince people to vote because it matters to them. You know, mm -hmm. rent, for example, is decided by how much council spends. So mm -hmm. the more council spends, the higher your rent. So there are wow. so many everyday wow. examples of why it is so important to vote because we mm -hmm. have so many decisions that we make every day. I was also elected to the 
Woody Licensing Trust, which is the um, the proceeds from the gambling machines mm. come to us, and we decide where that money goes. There's so many Pacific churches out there that are looking for funding, mm. and that is just one of the opportunities where they can get funding from us. So people don't know why their vote is important, mm. and mm. it's our job with that strategy to convince them that this is why your vote is so powerful. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Shucks. like personally, because I don't even think I my vote counted mm. yeah, like yeah. I voted but it was just <laughs> two random names that I would never hear, mm. hear of other than around the elections no, so no. I'm glad that there are there's an attempt at yep. least to try and make people care I'm glad yeah. you picked up on that because mm. a lot of politicians show up every three years when mm. the election is around mm. and then yep. they disappear yes. mm. and so I don't want to be just another career politician I, I want to be active, I want to be seen mm. I want to be accessible people need to see me every day not just every three years mm. and I think that's where the challenge lies mm. a lot of politicians have disappointed our people yep. and so there is a perception that all politicians are the same mm. and so it's our job as the new politicians coming through to change those mindsets and mm. those attitudes honestly you're so you're so great yeah. to talk to and i definitely agree on you everyone knew there was a local poll happening they were just unaware of the details yes. but what you mentioned before like did you know that auckland council spending is um the reason why your rent goes up or mm. down like, if we frame it that way yes. yeah. people mm. would be like oh here we go this is something i can relate to yeah. because you know um busfic is one of the lowest um, home mm. own uh, they own the lowest ho amount of homes in Auckland and New Zealand yeah, yeah. So, so sad that's something that they could relate to and of those course. are the kind of like information that needs to be relayed back to them so like um, do you think there needs to be like uh, more media engagement Yes, yeah. absolutely, especially mm -hmm. digital content. Um, mm. You know, I look at people like Lorenzo, for example, at yeah, PMN. Yes. He's amazing. He's I love awesome. his content. Yeah. And there are so many TikTok celebrities that we can use to influence voter turnout and mm. why it's so important to vote. So, you know, tapping into the people that have a large audience is mm. critical, not just traditional media, but, you know, yeah. moving into that digital media space. Absolutely. Mm. Do you think, and, I'm t and this is about the, uh, the electoral process, do you think there needs to be changes to further increase the amount of people that are coming to vote? It's hard to say right now uh, because we're doing a lot already mm -hmm. and there's only so much more that we can do. But I take the point about civics education in schools. Like when I was in school, we didn't learn about elections or why they were mm. important or, you know, that we have responsibilities as citizens. Mm. And one of those responsibilities is to vote in free and fair elections. Mm. We have to be mindful that, you know, democracy is not universal. Mm -hmm. There are so many countries, even in the Pacific that don't have democracy. I remember reading an article in Fiji recently where an opposition party member was um, charged for kissing someone on the cheek and um, it was seen as you know interfering with the election that they're having in December. So, you know, there's so many issues out in the Pacific where mm. democracy is under attack and it's not as, you know, universal as it is here. And mm. so we can't take it for granted. We need to appreciate what we have in our elections and celebrate that. Mm. Absolutely. Far mm. out. Um, and on that with the civics education. Do you support mm. lowering the voting age? That's a tricky one, uh, mm. because so many young people already aren't voting, so mm. why would you make that net even wider? Mm -hmm. I think mm. we need to focus on getting the 18 to 24-year-olds voting first before we focus on asking the 16-year-olds mm. to vote. Mm -hmm. I started working when I was 15, so mm. I was paying taxes at 15, so I can see why 16-year-olds yeah. want to vote so they can influence mm. how their tax dollars are being spent. Mm -hmm. But yeah. at the same time, a lot of 18 to 24-year-olds are not voting, the vast mm -hmm. majority, in fact. So do we want to make that problem worse or mm. do we want to solve that problem first and then consider giving 16-year-olds mm. the right to vote? Because I know one of the supports for that argument is 
when they're still in high school, mm. then they have access to like uh, direct education. About of course. So do you think that could? Absolutely. There's some research out there that says um, if you vote for the first time, you're more likely to continue voting for the rest mm. of your life. Mm -hmm. So if you get them at 16 voting, mm. they're more likely to remember to vote when they turn 18. Yeah. So mm. that's a very powerful argument. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then do you want the schools influencing how they vote? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the question. Yeah. That's you know, how far question. down the line do you want to go? Mm. Because yeah. a lot of the teachers will influence the yeah, right. way that yeah. they vote and mm. who they vote for. And so, mm. you know, you, the parents will lose control of that process if mm. you hand it to the schools. No, you're right. Yeah. Mm. yeah. No, that that's the uh, questions we had for you. You answered them so well. We've had <laughs> I've learned so much this, but thank you so much um, for coming onto our show. We really mm. appreciate your support. Definitely not the last time. <laughs> uh, we want you in here all the time updating us on Manurua and all the great things happening there. But um just any last words for our viewers before we close this one off? Uh, just thank you for voting for me. Uh, thank you for having the faith in someone so young. Uh, I grew up in Manurewa, so it's my home, and I want to protect it and make sure it thrives. So, Fafitai Lava, Maalole, Kapwai.